Welcome to Christ Rehoboth Church, a place where we help people discover their purpose for living and raise kingdom people for global impact. Join us today as Reverend Kingsley Agu takes you deep into God's Glory Word. To God. Now we have been examined as a subject of follow the leading of the Spirit in making and taking decisions. And before we proceed this morning, the reason why we, we bring God's Word to you is that you would allow that word to take its root in your heart. Uh, when we talk about spiritual maturity or spiritual understanding, it is based off how much of God's word you allowed into your life and you acting upon that word. Amen. Uh, and uh, as we teach and as I teach you, if the word of God is not pricking your heart, it's, it's actually maybe you steered your conscience not to allow God's word to come in. And you've gone to a point where it's as though you are not hearing the word of God, even though you are sitting where the word of God is taught. Look at Luke chapter 24, verse 32. Luke 24, verse 32. You see, we need to understand the place of God's word in our lives. It is not words that will come to us that covers us in a wrong way. So the word of God comes to reveal to us our identity in Christ Jesus, who we are, our reality. And also, whenever anything is lacking, the word of God comes to correct it. Is it clear? So the question you will ask yourself is, in all the teachings that you have been taught for some time now, how well have you taken it and put it to use? Have you been making use of it? Or have you seared your, your heart so that the word of God will not penetrate through it? How far have you gone? Praise God. You know, sometimes when a believer begins to walk in the flesh, we don't realize that they are walking in the flesh. And you may tend to now see those who are walking spiritually, you think they are the ones walking in the flesh. Praise God. Look at Luke 24 verse 32. And they said one to another, did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us by the way and while he opened to us the scriptures? You see what the entrance of God's word does to the hearer. On the way to Emmaus, you know, the disciples are talking and Jesus comes into their midst and he's talking to them. He says, their heart burned within them. In other words, when God's word is allowed to enter into our lives, he enters into areas where we are lacking and he hits it directly. It is God who is speaking to us via his word so that we can correct our ways. So we have been dealing on following the leading of the spirit. And one thing you need to know is that whenever God is allowing a message to come concurrently and for a long time in a church, it means the people are lacking something. That needs to be addressed and needs to be corrected. So the question you will ask yourself, in all the teachings you have heard, how well have you make use of it? Praise God. 
Listen, when you are being influenced by whatever ways you are being influenced, you may not know. It shows and is written all over you. So when you are influenced by the spirit, it shows. When you are influenced by the flesh, it shows. No matter how far you try to hide it, it shows. So today we are going to be dealing, at, like I told you last week, um, you know, following that inward witness. How to know the inward witness. Look at Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 to 7. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5 to 7. Glory to God. It says an instruction here. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thine own understanding. So there is an understanding that is pertaining to man. There is an understanding that is secluded to you. You only have that understanding and you only see light through that understanding. And sometimes you want to resolve things based off on that understanding. And what is most dangerous is that that understanding can be the very wrong understanding and yet you are piloting your life through it. He says, lean not in thy own understanding. In all thy ways, in verses, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. That means submit everything that has to do with you to the Lord and he will direct. Another translation says, it will make thy way prosperous. So this is pertaining to decision making. Look at verse 7. He said, be not wise in thy own eyes. Fear the Lord, that is reverence the Lord and depart from evil. Evil there is that which is bad, that which is of external influences. That which will corrupt your decision making, that which will corrupt your understanding. Because when you go via your own understanding, you will make, you will make moves that will land you in a place where you are, where you are sad, in a place where you, you, you mourn, in a place where you are not happy. So we are dealing on following the inward witness. How do you recognize the inward witness? And the very first thing to know is that the inward witness is not your emotions. The inward witness is not your feeling. Can something be laid in your mind based on how you feel? Yes. And the fact that that thing is laid in your mind doesn't mean that is the inward witness by the spirit. For example, a, girl who, a guy who is in love with a girl can conclude that this is the leading of God. Whereas it wasn't the leading of God. But why does it seem it's the leading of God? It seems so because their emotion has overcrowded their mind. Are we together here? So your emotion is not the inward witness. Your emotion is dependent on an information or an experience. Your emotion works based off on the experience it is exposed to. That means 
If you are exposed to something that makes your emotions happy, you are happy. If you are exposed to experience or information that makes you sad, you are sad. It is working based off on an information or experience. You open your heart too. And that is not the inward witness. The inward witness, therefore, does not work on facts. Does not work on experiences or information. As a matter of fact, by the time you have the inward witness concerning a matter, you may not have facts concerning that matter. Am I communicating here? So sometimes, most of you, when you are doing something and you say, God laid in your heart, it is time to sit back and hear if it was God or the emotions. Am I communicating here? There are many at times when I'm conversing with some of you and you just tell me God said. You will notice that I keep quiet. I don't say anything about it again. And all of a sudden I say, thank you, Lord. Because while you were telling me God said, I am also doing the inward search. Is this really God who said? And if it's pertaining a decision you have made, I will ask you again. You said God told you? You say yes. I say, okay. Go and live with it. Praise God. Are we together here? A, <laughs> a decision that is powered by the externalities can never be a decision made via the Spirit. Now let's examine Job chapter 32. I hope I'm communicating. Job 32 verse 8. Verse 8. Praise God. How many of you still remember where the book of Job is? If you don't go to in front of the book of Genesis. <laughs> Praise God. Verse 8. It says, but there is a spirit in a man. And the inspiration of the almighty giveth them understanding. Even Job understand that God does not lead a man without a spirit. Now, listen to me. God will never lead you with your mind. God leads you a believer via your spirit. Your spirit is what is exposed to the spiritual realm. Your flesh is what is exposed to this world. And your mind depends on both to make decisions. That was why the, spirit, the Bible says, For the spirit yearns jealously against the spirit. I mean against the flesh and the flesh against the spirit. Am I communicating here? So, the spirit of God guides you through your spirit. And not your mind. 
So the question you will ask, why does it look like what is impressed in your mind seems to be the voice of God when it is not? It is taking information from this flesh and dumping into your mind against the spirit. And the spirit is still speaking, but the information collected from this humanity has overrides what comes from eternity. And so, it overshadows it that you think you are still walking in the spirit when in the real sense is not via the spirit. And everything you are doing at that time is a walk of the flesh. And guess what? You will think you are the most spiritual. When you are made to not be praying, that thing will not confuse you not to pray again. I know as I'm talking to you now, you may say, ah, pastor, pastor, again, listen to me. An instruction, Paul wrote to several churches. Why? Because he was jealous over their lives. Do you know what it means to be a pastor that labors over the souls of people? What beatings the mind of, the, the heart of the man of God is that a person he is laboring over is going astray. And yet the spirit is speaking to you. And the voices that are not of God are telling you, don't listen to that thing. The Bible calls Satan the accuser of the brethren. And now you are not playing that role. The reason they don't want you to pray is because they know the moment you are praying, you will regain your sanity. So the very first thing is drive you away from the place of prayer and the place of fellowship. And with you, you think everything is good. It's only time that tells. So, that thing is powered by information that your flesh is exposed to that has transmitted into the mind. Because your mind is caught in between both words. Am I still communicating church? So, Job says, there's a spirit in a man. And the inspiration of God. The inspiration of God. Brings or gives them understanding. That same word again was used. In 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 16. All scriptures were given by the inspiration of God. The word inspiration there. Both Greek and, and Hebrew. Translate to be the breath of God. The spirit of God. Am I communicating? So it is the spirit of God that gives you understanding. So the question is, why rely on the flesh? So there, there is that inward witness. Listen, with the inward witness, you don't have facts. You don't have information. You don't even know what he's talking about. I'll let you some examples as we proceed. Praise God. I said praise God. So the inward witness is a conscious or is, is, is a consciousness of guidance from the spirit. That is the inward witness. Look at Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27. Proverbs 20, 27. Glory to God. And I would like us to pray, so um, permit me to rush. Praise God. Proverbs 20, 27. I hope you are following me so far. 
He now uses the word. He said, the spirit of a man is the candle of the Lord. Searching all the inward parts of the belly. He says, it's the candle of the Lord. The word candle there is the same word used as lamp in the, throughout the Bible. It means God will enlighten us. He will guide us through our own spirit. In other words, God guides us through our spirit. Are you still with me? Are you still with me? Praise God. And of course, you know the epistles made it clear in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 23. 1 Thessalonians 5 23. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 23. See what it says. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Look at Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. Hebrews 4 verse 12. Glory to God. He said, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the arts. Praise God. So you see, you are made up of, you are made up of body, soul, and spirit. The soul is translated to be the mind. Like I told you, your, your body is what is connected to this world, exposed to the rudiment of this world, taking information from this world. And if you are not careful enough, you allow this world to impact your mind. It will drain you. And of course, it may still look right in your eyes. Because you have information that you are depending on. That is to say, a spiritual person can sit long enough with a carnal person, when they sit long enough with a carnal person and allow that carnal person to, to, to meander information into their mind, it will only be a matter of time that that spiritual person becomes carnal as well in their ways of reasoning. That was what um, Paul told the Galatians, he said, who has so much bewitched you? That means these people were taught the gospel of Christ. I is it not that they are bewitched? That is it not that they are manipulated? You know, when we talk about manipulation, Pastor Phil, it's not something that just comes, hits you once. No. Manipulation comes. They will even use information that you are used to, to manipulate you. Do you know the temptation of Jesus? What did the devil use? He used scriptures. He quoted scriptures. And if you are not strong enough, you can imagine Jesus being tempted and scripture is being used. That is true. It's in the, as far as it's in the Bible. So you can be exposed to something. You don't know. Sit long enough. You begin to exhume the character. See, the people that you are supposed to be blessed by, they can turn you against them. You don't understand what I'm talking about. 
The reason is the, the moment it starts happening, you come to a point where your inner weakness is telling you, no, this is not right. Just sit long. That voice you are hearing from the inner witness will soon disappear. Because at that time, that thing they are bamboozling your mind with has infiltrated your mind that you are not hearing the spirit again. And so when you begin to do things, you know, <laughs> you will think eyes are not seeing you. My brother, my sister, eyes, they look. Breaking away, they cry, they see road. <laughs> For those of you who don't hear uh, broken English, a child that is crying can still see clearly. <laughs> Am I still communicating? Long enough. And God is not going to step into your mind. He has given you everything to overshadow and overthrow your mind. And guess what? He's still speaking to your spirit. The question is, are you listening to the spirit? You now begin to try to want to fit in. And yet, the spirit is laying in your heart. Don't go that direction. Can I push a little bit further? Now, how do you recognize the inner witness? Let's examine Romans chapter 9, verse 1 and 2. Praise God. Here is Paul. Romans 9, verse 1 and 2. Romans 9, verse 1 and 2. Glory to God. Are you there? He says, I say the truth where? In Christ. I lie not. Now see what Paul wrote next. No, verse, verse 1, verse 1. My conscience also bearing me witness. Where? In the Holy Ghost. Just stay there for a minute. He says, I tell you the truth in Christ. I lie not. And my conscience, that means everything Paul is saying, there is an inward weakness that is checkmating everything. If it was not accurate, the inward witness will say, Paul, stop. You can better put this on. I speak to you the truth and lie not. And I have an inward witness to attest to this. He says, my conscience. How was his conscience? Bearing him witness. Look at next verse. That I have a great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart. That means everything he is doing, there is a checkmate that places a burden in his heart. And guess what? He didn't have the information. He doesn't know. Have you ever been in a situation where you are restless? That's the Lord telling you something. <laughs> Long time ago when I used to work in the um, home health care, on this very day, I became restless. I, I, it's as though I didn't know what was going on. I'm to pass medications. Because of that restlessness, I took medication, going to the wrong room. And guess what? The room I was going to was the person that inward witness was for, and I didn't know. 
And my co-worker shouted my name, Kingsley, what are you doing? You want to go give medication to a wrong person? I said, oh, I'm very sorry. Came back, and the person who owns the medicine, the room was in front of me, and I passed his room. I couldn't, and I, I, I kept telling my co-worker, I said, I am restless. I don't know. It's like something is about to happen, but I can't place it. You know what the Spirit was actually giving me a nudge to do? To pray. To pray. I didn't pray. So with that restlessness, I went home. I had a witness who witnessed everything. 6 a.m., I came back to the, to the workplace. 6 a.m., I saw paramedics outside. Yeah. I saw paramedics outside. What's going on here? They said, this person died in the night. You see the inward witness. When my co-worker came back the following morning, was telling my supervisor, he said, do you know, Kingsley actually had a feeling something was going to happen. Because I saw he was restless yesterday. My, my supervisor now came to me. I hear that uh, something happened. I said, well, you know, I don't know what actually happened, but I just kept going to this person's room. I didn't know what was going on. Since that day, they began to fear me. So we receive that restlessness in our spirit. Don't ignore it. Don't ignore it. Hmm. Am I still talking here? Now, suppose you, you pray about, another example, you pray about going a certain direction in your life. And you get a check in your spirit or a red light in your spirit to stop and not go that direction. Something tells you to stop. Something tells you, you know, don't go that direction or you don't feel good about that direction you are praying about. That is the inward witness. Guess what? For example... You get a job that is going to offer you 200000 in a year. Follow this. Oh. You've gotten the job, for example. And then maybe you are working somewhere where they pay you 30000 Oh, some of you will never even pray. <laughs> you say, ah, pastor, is this not clear? It's the spirit. <laughs> Praise God. Ah, you, you have some of you, you will spend the bill, your paycheck, you will spend it in your mind already. So you will not even pray. So some of you that will now even pray, say, God, thank you for this job. I thank you. You are not praying for God to lead you again. <laughs> you are instructing the Lord. Hey, Kayada. <laughs> Praise God. But some of you that we still pray, you are not praying, God, is this the direction I will go? And the Spirit will not tell you, stop. Don't take it. <laughs> some of you will say, I bind you with the Spirit of the Holy Ghost, God and Jesus together. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
And then you now come to me, Pastor. Ah, you won't believe what happened to me. As I was praying, the devil tried to infiltrate my mind, but I rebuked it. And yet, it is God who is saying, don't take it. At a time, it looks good. But when you look at where you are living, I mean, for this new job, there is a check in your spirit that is preventing you from having peace for going to that job. Yes, you will get 200,000 a year divided by 26. After tax, you will still get roughly 7,000 per paycheck. Some of you are thinking, how did pastor calculate this math? Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. An entire department reports to me. So <laughs> I know this without blinking. <laughs> Praise God. Then you now say, ha. Ah. And yet it's 30,000. 1,200 per paycheck. <laughs> Against 7,000. And God is placing a check in your spirit. Don't try it. You know what some people have done? They ignore that voice. And go for the check. The check again is a voice. A voice of the world that has penetrated your mind. After you take it, you now know that you are not happy. Am I communicating? I know somebody just said, Pastor, just leave that in. We don't need to pray for the lady now. Don't worry. <laughs> Praise God. So, we receive that check in our spirit. Our heart become heavy. But a believer who exposes themselves to the things of this world will never listen to the spirit. That is why it almost has seemed you end your career before you even start it. Am I communicating here? Some of you don't know. There are some things that will land you in trouble and that's it for you. It ends your career. I have a, a classmate then who was a nurse. He was judged wrongfully. And that ended his career. He now have to come and study accounting. The reason. It also means. Listen, let me, let me, let me tell you something. One thing bad the devil will do to you through people. Is to make you look at your pastor with less regard. The pastor that we pray for you, you receive results. They will now make you disdain that pastor so that when he not even prays, like there's no result. It's not that he's not, it's the prayer not working, but your mind has stepped far away. Let he that has ear hear what the Spirit is saying. In what witness? In what? There was a time I was invited to preach in worry. I, I went to Nigeria. I'm excited. My goodness. Massive cathedral. In fact, the pastor was disappointed. Thank God he is a believer. He understands. Praise God. As I am preparing, in fact, I went 
with my three notebooks. I wanted to collapse series I have done for three months in one service, and I, in three services. And I said, by the time I am done, they will know. While I am preparing to go, the Spirit placed a nudge in my spirit, just like he did to Paul. Don't go. My heart became heavy. I didn't even discuss this with my wife. My heart became heavy. Uh -uh. Let me go. Let me <laughs> say, stay where you are. Stay where you are. Ah, why are you not letting me go? When that day now approached, the man of God is, you know, man of God, have you not still been released in prayers? I said, I'm sorry, sir. Just pardon me. The spirit is not letting me. It was at that time, and I began to hear news that on that way, there are kidnappers. Kidnappers. And the spirit prevented me. What if I had said, no, it's the work of the Lord. Don't you see the cathedral? I'm not talking about 3,000 um, uh, sitting capacity. More than that. By the time I handle mic like this, God, Baba, you know, there is something with crowd. When, when you handle mic, <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> but I was refrained in the spirit. But thank God the man of God is also a man of God who understands the leading of the spirit. There are some things people or you guys may be wanting me to do. I don't jump into decision making. I, I retreat to ask God, what direction are you leading me? Are you still here? So there is a check in our spirit. Look at Romans 8, 16 and 17. Romans 8, 16 and 17. It says, the spirit itself beareth witness. With where? With what? Our spirit. That we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and join heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. Just the same way the Spirit is bearing witness with you that you are the Son of God is the same way He bears witness with you as touching every other matter. So the question is, are you listening to what the Spirit is saying? Am I still communicating here? Am I still communicating here? So that is the inward witness. Look at John chapter 16 verse 13. We have not hit that point of many scriptures yet, so just follow me. <laughs> Praise God. John chapter 16, verse 13. Glory to God. Quickly. John 16, verse 13. Hallelujah. He says, I'll be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come. He will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. The word guide there is the word he will lead you in all truth. It's also a word that is used for a teacher. A teacher is he who guides you in a knowledge that he's teaching you. 
So the work of the Spirit is to guide us. One way the Spirit guides us that we are treating today is that impression in our spirit. And don't trivialize this. Do you hear what I said? Don't trivialize this. There is more to life than those things you are looking at. There is more. Are we together? There is more to life than those things you are looking at. So when you allow the spirit to dominate your mind, his work is to guide you in all truth and show you things to come. He will show you things to come. So what is the Spirit saying to you? Am I just going by how I feel? There is no one that doesn't have a feeling. In fact, that is why the Bible tells us in Galatians 5.22 that we have the fruit of the Spirit. And in that fruit, we will find patience. In that truth, we will find self-control. So are you allowing self-control to prevail over your mind, over your flesh? What is the Spirit saying? You know, I've said to myself, while I pray, I say, God, please help me not to ignore that leading via the inward witness. I won't lie to you. There were times in my life where I ignored it. Why? I ignored it because maybe leading me to reveal something to me concerning people that I love. And because of sentiment, the spirit is dropping in my spirit. I say, ah, no, no, no. I'm not trying to convince the spirit. And it will only take a matter of time when that thing will hit hard. The truth is, <laughs> nothing that happens, happens that God don't already place in our spirit. The question is, are you listening? Are you being attentive? Like I told you, one thing that can take you from being blindfolded to what the spirit is saying is when you hear too many voices. They will give you things that look like fat. Now, now watch this. When God created Adam, did God instruct Adam not to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? He instructed him. Okay. When the devil came and said, you will be like God, was that true or not? True. But the devil came. What did he use? You know? You, exactly. You know? Did God really say you will not eat out of all these fruits? Something, why, why, would the, why will the devil use that statement? Even though it was just one. It's to instigate a response. No. God, no, God didn't say that. He said we should not eat of this fruit. For the day we will eat from it, we shall die. Why? 
have it not occurred to you? Why would the devil ask this question? The devil asked that question because he knew how to infiltrate the mind of the woman. Whatever the woman is going to say next is what the devil is going to use as a response to redirect his focus. He said, no. We are the God knows you will not die. He knows you will not. It was, the, it was not the devil who formulated that thing. He used the response of the woman to infiltrate, bewitch, manipulate the woman. So, don't think that when this thing comes to you in form of manipulations, you will know. It's the same fact. Don't you know the way Reverend looked at you? Oh, you didn't pay attention. Ah, let Reverend look at me the way he wants. He's my pastor. I know he's your pastor, but you are a man. A married man for that matter. No, are you not thinking? Why will he look at you? You are a man, you still need your respect. You don't say it's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Then you will not come back when Reverend is greeting you. Oh, how are you doing? How are you doing? <laughs> you know, how are you doing, sir? The sir is removed. You know, how are you doing? <laughs> Praise God. You will now begin to try to distance yourself from a person you should be blessed by. At that moment, when the man is now teaching and praying for you, what you are thinking in your mind is disrespect. Disrespect. And even when he comes to you now and he's, he's saying something to you, you say, I told you now, you are the one that put yourself down. If you didn't put yourself down, why would the reverend even come to your front? <laughs> Am I communicating this morning? Lady that has it here. Praise God. It is a trick of the devil. Paul said we are not unaware of his devices. We are not unaware. So there is a scheme the devil uses. There is a scheme the devil uses. To make you commonize. It didn't start this day. You know, people said about Jesus. Oh, don't mind him. He's casting demon by the spirit of Bezebub just to discredit what he was doing. Do you know what it takes to, to be told you are using demon to cast out demons? Any year that we hear it, you will never, that person has received woto woto. <laughs> you, will, you will never listen to it. It's a scheme of the devil. So, before you silence your inward witness, first of all, pay attention to what he's saying. Because you cannot attract what you don't respect. You cannot receive from what you don't respect. So the Spirit guides you in Matthew 15, 14. Matthew 15, 14. We see again, praise God. Let them alone, 
They be blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into the ditch. Here is Jesus speaking. So, don't ever think that whatever is not being led by the Spirit will lead you to that expected end. The blind leading the blind is equal to blind destination. Praise God. Are we together? Blind destination. Of course, there are things we can learn from one another. There are things, if you want to be a business tycoon, there are things you can learn from uh, Warren Buffett. For those of you who want to trade stocks, there are things you can learn from these people. But when it comes to your destiny, you cannot learn it from them. Paul said, there is a cause that I must follow. So there is a path for you. The fact that everybody is doing it doesn't mean it's for you. As big as the sky is, there is never a time any bird hits each other, collides. The only time you see collision is maybe a, a, a plane made by man colliding with a bird. Man-made stuff colliding with God-made stuff. <laughs> Praise God. You have your path. The moment you begin to follow through with another man's path, you will never arrive at your destination. Did you hear what I said? Okay. If you want to visit Reverend, who is not far away from here, you now head to the south without GPS. You will find your place in a different city and not arrived. That is how your destiny is. The moment you are patching yourself with other people that have a different motive in life, a different path in life, it does not take prayer. Forget about that. Thing. It will not take prayer. As far as you are still aligning with the wrong direction, you will always arrive at the wrong destination if there is any destination. And yet, you will never find yours. So... There is a leading of the Spirit. What path is God leading you? The blind leads the blind. And the blind leads the blind. They fall where? Okay, I want you to picture this in your mind. A blind man now come. I need direction. Another blind man will now say, don't worry. And first of all, the blind man does not know the other one is blind. So, if you are patching yourself, just know. <laughs> you don't need to know that that person is also blind. So, the blind man will now come like this. Okay, give me the stick. Okay, finally, he gets hold of the stick. He's leading you like this. Follow me, they go. Jehovah, follow me. <laughs> Praise God. Then, if there is a ditch there, they will never know. They will fall into it. You know why? You have submitted your leading to a blind man. Are you still with me, church? Luke chapter 6, verse 39. Luke chapter 6, verse 39. 
And unto him that smited thee on the one cheek offer, oh, verse 39, sorry. And he spake a parable unto them, can the blind lead the blind? Shall they not both fall into the ditch? So it's not, it's not possible that a blind man will lead another man, blind man. It's not even possible that a blind man will lead a man that his eyes are open. And many people with their eyes wide open have submitted their leading to blindness. What an irony. Praise God. So, when the Spirit of God, don't forget, one way to know is that you have a check in your spirit. A check, not in your mind, in your spirit that is not transmitted to your mind that this is a red zone. That is why, you, you see me, I don't just make friends. No, I don't. Listen, if I call you friend, it means you are not the one who selected me. I selected you. You are not understanding. You are not understanding. My wife can tell you, for me to call you, this is my friend. Of course, there are people who will call me their best friends. And they say, ah, are you not my best friend? They say, we thank the Lord. <laughs> Praise God. Because the easiest way to be moved is one, either you are influencing that friend or your friend is influencing you. And if you are not found in the company, the Bible says they return back to their own company. So if you are not found in the company of men that are positive, just a matter of time. You that don't used to drink before, you will start drinking. And your own will even be worse. Say it again. <laughs> I report. <laughs> You know, I have a friend, a bosom friend. My wife knows this friend of mine. When he calls me, we, you know, we just laugh and laugh. You know why that friend of mine can never forget anything about me? When we were in high school together, man, this guy was, have you heard the word prayer machine? Okay. There is a prayer machine. There is a prayer bulldozer. That prayer bulldozer is more than a prayer machine. So we were companies of friends who so were prayer bulldozers. But this guy, when he started praying today, ah, yeah. So, all of a sudden in high school, we saw that he began to mingle with some persons. Guess what? When that was happening, he started withdrawing from praying with us. We would go and call him. Ha! Before you quote John 3.16, he has started from Genesis and arrived at John 3.16. Why you are still quoting John 3.16? Before you know it, he started scaling fence. It was a boarding school. Started scaling fence. His name started entering the, mind, the mouth of the authorities in a bad way. All our names, if you go to that school, if you all the students, you know, sometimes our... 
Old Boys Association, some of them still comes to the city here. They come here to pay me homage. My name and that of my friends went through the entire school. When I mean in the authority of the school, we became spiritual authority. <laughs> but this one, his name went abroad for the wrong reasons. When you talk about people scaling fence, his name is there. And we are wondering, how did this happen? Then they will go and hang out somewhere. They are drinking. And God so much loving. So what were we doing? We started to pray. We started to pray for him. Throughout our high school, we couldn't win him. School ended. Sometimes he would still come and visit. He gave me two stories that shook me one day. After this story, I'm about to tell you. He will still mingle with bad friends and all of that. And one day while I was praying to him, the Lord told me, this boy is about to lose his life. Warn him. Ah, he, I called him. I said, come and see me. He came all the way from Huromi. I don't know if you know where Huromi is. Tobini. He came to see me. It's close to your house. At your town. And I told him, I said, sir, God told me you are about to be poisoned. Please, refrain from bad companies. He said, Pastor K. Ha! You know, you don't used to miss when you give prophecies. But this one, I don't think you know what you are telling me. He left. One month, two months, three months, I didn't hear from him. Four months, I didn't hear from him. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> one day, he showed up. Pastor K. You have not heard from me because I've been in coma. What happened? I went to drink with a couple of friends. They poisoned my drink. From that day, if he's going through, maybe he leaves the house like this and he trips his feet. He calls me. When the Spirit of God is leading you, bad friends can take you away from that influence of the Spirit. You may not have the opportunity he had. Now he's a pastor. He's a pastor. But things are happening in his life because of that thing that occurred. Praise God. So you may not have opportunity to step out of that. The reason, when I tell you, listen to my counsel. Don't think I don't know what I'm saying. At least if you want to talk about experience, I'm very experienced. If we want to talk about, we are not small boys in ministry. <laughs> we have spent many years. So we have seen so many things. So when we are giving you guidance, no, it's, <laughs> uh, we are not giving you guidance because we want to spite you. It's based off on that leading. Because we know, we can tell that you have allowed the flesh take over that inward witness. Look at Philippians chapter 4 verse 7. Are we still together here? Praise the Lord. Philippians 4, 7. Brother Collins, are you with me today? Philippians 4, 7. Glory to God. 4, 7. So, another way to know, this is a leading of the Spirit, concerning a decision, is when your heart is at peace. Now, there is what we call 
the peace of the Lord. It's, it's not the kind of one that say, oh, you know, we, people use this a lot. I just feel peace. Peace based off on what? Based off on what? But look at what he says here, verse 7. And the peace of God, which passeth understanding, shall keep your heart and mind through Jesus Christ. The word to keep there is the same word to guide your heart. You know how a military folks are guiding a person? That is what this peace does. He guides your heart. Glory to God. Is the word florio. It, it means to protect you by guiding you. That is what the leading of the Spirit does. Praise God. I said, praise God. So, we are faced with making decisions. And we are, we, we are given the opportunity or the choice to submit that decision to the inward witness. What nudging are you getting in your spirit? And guess what? Even as touching the little decisions, even as touching major decisions, even as touching your life partners. You know, God will never speak audibly and say, Brother, those are, this is your wife. If God does that with everybody, that means there are people that will be left unmarried. No, just do the math. However, God will lead you. God will lead you. You feel peaceful about it. You know, a friend of mine told me one time, he says, oh, you know, in the area of marriage, is, there are things you are excited about. And if you are not excited about it, you shouldn't go forward with it. Because you know that's not the place you should be. So when you're about to get married, you check your spirit. Are you excited about it? Do you feel peaceful about it? That is a release of the spirit in your heart telling you it's a green light. Am I still communicating? Look at Acts 27 verse 10. Acts 27 verse 10. Acts 27 verse 10. And said unto them, Sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage, not only of the land, uh, the lading and ship, but also of our lives. This is Paul speaking that he perceived. The word to perceive there is the word to discern. How was he able to discern? By the inward witness. By the inward witness that there will be a damage. That something catastrophic is about to happen. And of course, you know, they forced them into, into the ship. He perceived it by the inward witness. That means he wasn't feeling peaceful about it. It wasn't, it's not necessarily a voice. No, it was something that was discerning in his inward witness. And he told them, I perceive this. So when we are talking about the inward witness, it's a matter of a yes or no. Where you are inquiring, you are asking questions. Can this thing do this or no? Praise God. So it is either a yes or a no is what the spirit is going. And, and when that is happening, you will not have facts. 
you don't know. I think Pastor V said something one time. When it seems you have this check in your spirit and you don't know, stay long enough in the place of prayer. Because at a time, it will come to your knowledge what it is. Praise God. Am I still communicating, church? So it's a matter of yes or no. To round up with you this morning, hallelujah, we're not going to address it today, but we'll address it next week. You see a scenario of Judas. Judas has been killed. He betrayed Jesus. And... The disciples remember the prophecies that were in the Old Testament. That is bishop shall another man take. And they prayed. In Acts 1.26, he said they casted lots. After they have prayed. So the question is, what is that lot they casted? Next week we address it. Rise on your feet. I want you to, if you want to continue to be sober this morning, but I want you to pray. I want you to pray for yourself. There are areas where you have gone far. You've gone far away from this leading of the Spirit. Paul told Demas and Archippus, tell them to return back to the ministry. For they are forsaking the ministry in search of worldly things. He said, please tell them to retrace themselves. So I don't know how far you have gone. I don't know how far the things of the Spirit have become so fleshy to you. That you don't trust in this process. You don't trust in this house. You don't trust in your man of God. You are, your ears are open to, to things that have taken you. I, I want you to pray. Walk on your heart. I want you to pray. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today. We hope your soul has been truly enriched. More video and audio teachings are available on our website, www.ChristRehobothChurch.com. Follow our social media pages and check us out on Facebook, Kingsley Agu Ministry, and on YouTube, Kingsley Agu Ministry.